Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pull Up a Stump with your hosts, Riot and Cassie. <laughs> I did that backwards. That's okay. <laughs> we got yes. the ladies are in the house. Oh my goodness. Oh, I did that first before you started the intro. Then it would have been something real interesting. Oh, I don't even know. I was so distracted. We were just like goofing around there before we started. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Well, back on track here. Um, I do have an announcement, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the podcast, um, in regards to the podcast and what to look for in regards to episodes for the summer, at least. So we have made the decision, the decision that for at least the summer, um, episodes are going to be released on a bi-weekly basis instead of a weekly basis. They'll still be released on Saturday as per usual, um, around the same time and in all the same places, but we're just going to be doing bi-weekly instead of weekly, um, for the summer as Riot and I are both busy. We are both moms and we also want to enjoy our summer and there's camping and all those other stuff. So you enjoy your summer. We will enjoy ours. And you're just going to hear from us every two weeks instead of every week. So that will be revisited come the fall. And we'll let you guys know, of course, what that looks like going forward. But, um, for the summer months, so July, August, um, that's what we're looking at here. So just want to let you guys know before we get rolling. Um, and yeah, this week's episode is going to be a juicy one, but let's get started with our positive affirmations first or our positive note, however you want to say it. Um, you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So should I reread the thing? Mm -hmm. I will. Cause I still have it up. Might as well. Um, so I found this thing and it was a lesson of the day as opposed to like a, a positive affirmation. But okay. to me, the very end lesson was like the positive affirmation for me. So there was a man working with a horse and there was a huge storm and everyone ran to hide from the storm. And yet he did not move from beside his horse. He stood behind, beside him and hugged him tightly. They stood together in the pouring rain. And when the rain stopped, the man noticed that people were watching him. Then with a kind smile, only said that he should take care of his friend. Lesson, do not forget those who are by your side in the storm, because in the sun, everyone can love you. So kind of a, a situation of be grateful for those who are there with you and make it through that storm with you. Mm -hmm. So basically, moral of the story for that one for me mm -hmm. is, you know, cherish the people who are with you during the storm. Because if they supported you at your worst, they definitely deserve you at your best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so, like, it's, yeah, just so much easier to, like, be by someone's side when they're all, like, chipper and fine and fun and blah, blah, blah. And then, but then, and then you, like, think you have so many friends when you're, like, life's good. And then when life goes to shit <laughs> or, like, you're, like, struggling. Then oh, yeah. As soon like, as you oh. enter a dark patch, they're like, peace, see you later. Bye-bye. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I actually only had like one friend or I actually only have like three friends. And that's um, when I do the whole like, what is what was her name? Lydia from Beetlejuice. I am utterly alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's always one. a reference. You'll always get references out of me. If that's all you come here to listen for. Well, that's <laughs> fine, too. 
Um, my positive affirmation. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Uh, my, my self-respect is more important to me than the expectations that people put on me. I don't know. That's like a chalk up of, uh, what is going on? Nice. Are you? What are you doing? Yes. My computer just did like a weird glitchy thingy. And I was like, where did my volume go? Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Um, that, um, it just, I was like, I was really like yesterday, actually, I was talking to someone and just kind of venting about like frustrations and whatever and all this. And they had just kind of reminded me that like, at the end of the day, yeah, like money's important and, you know, status is important and jobs are important, blah, 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 blah. But like your self-respect needs to be more important to you than like anything. And like letting people walk all over you and um, continue to like make you feel anxious or less than or not worthy or whatever. Like that's not okay. Like yourself, like my self-respect is more important to me than anybody, what anybody expects on me. So like I, you know, I don't give a shit what you think I should be doing or what you want me to do, whatever <clears throat> you, I respect myself enough to like walk away from certain situations, whatever. So that's, that's my positive, my positive affirmation for the day. See, and that's like so powerful because you know how many people will do certain things to like people please even when they're tired they'll drop everything for someone else when they're lacking in themselves and they don't take care of themselves at the same time or first mm -hmm. i've recently been learning this lesson and i actually said no today whoa and i was like oh man at first I was like, oh my gosh, I'm guilty. <laughs> People are going to love me anymore. <laughs> oh my God, my anxiety is like through the roof. And then mm -hmm. slowly but surely, like say 10, 15 minutes later, I was like, that felt powerful. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And I don't think, I don't think people do it as often as they should. And I think they need to do it more and need not be afraid to put themselves first. Yeah. And I like, I definitely needed that little reminder because nor like I'm like that in all aspects of my life, but there's this one aspect of my life right now that I'm kind of letting myself like get trampled all over and treated with disrespect and not treated like worthy. And I'm like, I'm making almost excuses for it. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, it's, it's towards the end or like, this isn't the rest of my life or like, Oh, I'm just hanging on there because right now it's like giving me stability, blah, blah, blah. But this person who I was talking to was like, yeah, but like, are you happy? And I was like, no, like that's I, a really I, intense I question to be asked on the spot. Cause you're like, I don't know how the hell to answer that. Like I am in like, you know, most parts of my life, but then like this one part is like super, super frustrating and super sad and like super annoying. And, you know, I'm just like, Oh, well, because I have all these plans in place to like leave this part behind, whatever it just like needs to get there kind of thing. Um, then I'm like letting this other person 
not the person I was talking to, like another person, like just treat me like shit. And it's like, this person was like, they're going to continue to do that because they know that they can, because you're not putting your self-respect higher than like anything, right? They're like, they know that they can continue to do this to you because they've done it to you for the past like year and you are just letting it happen, you know? Yeah. And just kind of like this reality check where I was like, thanks. Like I really needed that. I got off the phone with this person and I was like, like, I just felt so much lighter after that. Like they gave me so much like guidance and just like a reality check. So it was really nice. So that was good. Good little affirmation for the day. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, like, that's, that's like an important one though. Like it really is. Yeah. Like it you was. can be like, you is kind, you is important. You is smart. But like when you don't put yourself first, none of those categories matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because I give this advice to like everyone. Like I give it to my clients all the time. I think I've given it to you. I gave it to like my other friend the other day, you know, and then when it comes down to it, I'm like, I don't really follow it myself all the time. But at the same time, like I said, in 95% of my life, I'm like that. I don't like now anyway, I never used to be, but like now I am like, I very, very much hold myself to a, to a high level of self-respect. And like the second that someone disrespects me or walks all over me, I'm like, peace. But for some reason, it, well, I know the reason it's financial stability that I'm in letting this other person like walk all over me is because like financially right now I need it to stay this way, you know? And so I'll sit through like the disrespect and I'll sit through the anxiety and the stress and like, blah, because it's like, well, my bills need to be paid. So, uh, you know, so anyway, anyway, off topic, but, um, yeah, those are our, those were some good affirmation, like good things. I think they're not necessarily affirmations today. They were just like lessons, good, good lessons for today. Yeah. As yeah. long as they like resonate something in you that causes some form of like change or momentum, to me, that's a positive affirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking positivity or like movement into your life. I think that yeah. that's what they're like supposed to do. Um, awesome. Well, let's jump into this week's episode because I honestly can't wait to talk or, about it. Because as we used to like to call them. Basic bitch quotes. <laughs> like, live, laugh, sure. love. Yeah, live, laugh, love. <laughs> As I basically have that tattooed on my arm. God. Um, there is a t-shirt that is haunting me on Facebook. If we're going to be off topic for like two more seconds, it's literally live, laugh, toaster bath. And I want that t-shirt so fucking bad. Oh my <laughs> I need it. Gosh. I saw this lady and she makes bath bombs like inappropriate bath bombs oh. she makes like a poster that you're like dropping me that in the bath. Done. and like you know like they're like funny like that kind of thing it was hilarious i saw it i was like oh <laughs> like dropping a toaster or like a blow dryer into the bath yeah like these things but, yeah i have seen videos um, of it but i haven't found them to buy them because i would buy one for all of my sisters and be like here's a toaster go have a bath <laughs> I think the the like the humor behind it is hilarious, especially oh, in today's where everybody's so fucking sensitive. You can't um, possibly tell me that you don't get home from work and you're like, oh, I just want a hot bath, and then like you don't have that little like you know crazy side of your mind that's all like toaster. Uh, <laughs> uh? 
<laughs> you have to. Someone has to. Like, it can't just be me. <laughs> now that we're dark and morbid, let's move on to today's topic. <laughs> yeah. This should be a good segue into it. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this topic because I'm excited because this topic has come up in conversation for the last week. I can't tell you how many times and I'm all like, you should tune in to pull up a stump because guess what? That's what we're talking about this week. Saddle up, ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This week's topic, drum roll, is... That was the cutest drum roll ever. (laughs) is gender roles in relationships. Now, what does that mean to you? What does that like look like for you? Um, What do you Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have some feelings about this? Snowflakes Mm -hmm. are allowed. Yep. And, you know, how you... I wouldn't say like how your own relationship, but like, um, what is your like expectations, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, let's, let's just dive into this. Um, I've been, and I know that this is whatever, but I've been kind of what sparked this for me was obviously I'm in like kind of a newer phase, uh, re back into the, to the dating scene. And, um, after yeah, some time out and um I just like I just realized like obviously I think because as you guys are all well aware for the last like two years I've done some like pretty intense um self-work and like healing and really really changing like as a woman and I realized since getting back out into the dating scene that um what I look for in someone because it's it's weird because like when I back in the olden days of the old Cassie, I always like used to think the same way. I think like I wanted that same type of man that I do now, but I never like got it. And I think that that's a lot to do with like some shit that I had going on in myself. But, um, now I just like really, really know what I expect out of a partner and I'm not at all willing to like even entertain someone who doesn't have these qualities or doesn't show up as this type of man or allow me to show up as this type of woman that we're about to like talk about here. So, um, and then you can probably give a pretty interesting perspective because you're in a relationship. So, um, and you know, just your outlook on everything. So yeah. Do you want to open the floor? Or, well, hmm. So when we first like talked about this topic and it being like the topic of of the week, I was on like two very different sides of the fence when it came to this. Mm-hmm. So I have since done some soul searching and some research, and I've read a few things and I've checked out a few things, but I'm still kind of at the same place with it that I was when we first talked about it the other day. So I 100% agree that there definitely needs to be like an understanding or like a, what do you want to call that? 
not compromised, not communicated, maybe a communicated idea of like, you know, what's my role in this relationship and what's your role in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not so much jobs. Cause when I first went into this thought, it was like, oh, well, you know, like I work full time, he works full time. Everything should be like, you know, split evenly 50, 50, blah, blah. I did have a very like closed minded idea of what a gender role in a relationship was until I started doing some research. And this topic has been brought to my attention by, you know, other friends of mine in the past week. And I'm like, wow, this is really strange that everyone's like, oh my gosh, I need my man to just be a man. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> don't say. <laughs> so when I actually like thought about, <clears throat> excuse me, when I actually thought about what like a gender role is in a relationship, I thought about what mine is. And now in like, of my everyday life, I am a very dominant, independent, um, kind of intimidating person because of the confidence that I do have. I spent a very long time in school as a, you know, a teenager, a young adult, kind of walking around with my head down and did some personal growth and realized I'm not doing that anymore. And I walk with my head held high my chin out. Like my motto is like tits up, chin out onward. (laughs) So, but where this comes to be a problem when you're in a relationship with someone is when you don't kind of like relinquish that power to like your spouse, Mm -hmm. you're not really giving that person the opportunity to be their own gender role within your relationship. So how do you expect like your man or your woman um, to be the role that you need them to be. I won't say expect because expectations are garbage, but the role that you need them to be, if you don't actually allow them to assume that position for lack of better terms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for me, my spouse, I'll use it like personally, he is 100% a redneck. He is a manly man. If you've ever seen one before. And I don't mean like a mud cricket from the Calgary Stampede. I mean like a full-on real redneck. Okay. Plaid on plaid on plaid. That's Matthew. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Covered in oil and dirt. Covered in oil and dirt. And I literally said to him tonight when I came downstairs, I'm like, if you lay in that bed and he's like, I'm not, I'm getting in the shower right now. I promise. Because he's literally black, just covered in gunk. And I'm like, great. No, thank you. So, (laughs) but again, there's that like, masculine role that I'm assuming being like, meh, 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 meh. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to do that. And I don't mean to like mother him because I don't want to be his mother. And as women, we say to people all the time, like, I ain't your mama. Guess what? Yeah. You're taking on that role on purpose without even realizing it. You know, we all want our man to be like, uh, self-sufficient and domesticated and can clean up after themselves and can do all these things. But a lot of times men don't think that way. They think about like, you know, um, protection and being like the protector of the family, but only if you allow them to do that. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much. It's amazing. (laughs) I just don't know how to functionally make it work in my life. Yeah. Right? And I think that that you'll get there. It's a process and it takes two people, right? Like 
the other half of your situation needs to Well, and then there lies the problem is when you do give that person that segue to have that role in your relationship, that gender role, that masculinity, you know, whatever the case may be, when you do actually like give in and give that person the opportunity to do so and they leave you hanging and they don't, they don't assume that role. They don't take it on. They don't take it seriously. And they're just kind of like, meh. Then you, once again, pick up the slack for where they're not. Mm -hmm. This is the issue I have in my world. Yeah. And I I think that that is like a super common thing. Um, It's something that I've dealt with in a lot of my relationships as well. Like, honestly, I can think of one one guy maybe two yeah actually two guys that I've dated in my whole life that like stood in this role and didn't waver out of it other than that like every other man I've ever been with has you know they kind of tiptoe in or it's like they have to like they have to try to be that like have you ever like met someone that like well I'm sure you have I'm sure everybody has but like you know when you meet someone that especially like a guy and they like try to act tough and you're like dude you look like a fucking imbecile like you're like you (laughs) like this is not working for you like i can tell that you're like faking it you know and oh yeah that's so unattractive um but a poser shall we call them (laughs) yeah and it's like you know they like try to be and they try to be tough and like try to be an asshole and like and i'm just like okay like i no like the thing that i always think of i remember because growing up i used to be friends with this girl we were friends from junior high all the way into like adult life and i remember one of her like (laughs) taglines was uh um I wear heels bigger than your dick. And this seriously, (laughs) that reminds me of it all the time. Like when a guy tries to like puff his chest and act all tough. And like, I know that that's not them. I'm just like that, like tagline pops into my head. But um, anyway, I think that that's like very normal that a man um, can get like knocked out of the role per se when like the balance isn't there and if it's not like their um true self true personality whatever however you want to say it like it's something that they have to work on like maybe they're a more like naturally submissive man or a more naturally passive man or a more like naturally just like even man you know like there's there's that too where they're just like they don't really they're not really super masculine they're not really super submissive not they're just kind of like um and so when it's the man like has to work towards that role um it i think it can be very easy for him to get knocked out especially if he's dealing with a more um assertive woman you know like yeah so and then there's yeah then there's men out there that like that's just them you know like that they just that is their personality that is their that they are masculine they are very assertive they are you know whatever and um then those ones i think just kind of stand in the role more 
but those ones are few and far between. And I think that that is a lot to do with, um, society nowadays too, is that honestly, like masculine men, and then like two, let's change it over feminine women. Um, they both like the extremes quote unquote of these roles are like shit on by society. Like if you're a super feminine woman who like wants to, is okay to like submit to her man and believes in gender roles and like is okay, you know, and like wants to whatever, like, you know, let the man take the lead and whatever and all this. And then if you're a man who is a very um, masculine man and whatever, then you're just a misogynist. And then you're just toxic and you're just like, like, you know, and so society has like, weakened um the roles because it's like shit on so i'm sure like a lot of men don't even want to be that and then a lot of the women don't want to be that because you know now we're all supposed to be boss babes who don't need no man and blah 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 so which is funny because all i remember being taught as like a girl and like you know going into like dating and stuff being like 16 17 18 you know, I was literally taught by my mom, like, you know, make sure you like, you stand on your own two feet. You're not dependent on a man. You don't need to. It's not necessary. Now, I, I get like, I'm not, I don't believe that you need to be financially dependent on your spouse. I don't mm-hmm. really think that's fair. I think what you bring into the household as an income is like the household income. Yeah, But then there are still times where like, you know, this is like your mad money and this is my mad money and we do with as we see fit. I don't think there's a problem with that. But I've literally remember for years like being taught like, no, you don't depend on a man. You don't need a man. You Whatever he can do, you can do kind of sort of situation. There are definitely things that men can do that theoretically in my mind, I'm like, sure. Physically, no. <laughs> not because uh, I couldn't, it's more or less, I'm just not doing that. Cause that's not my job. Yeah. Like, can I, in, in theory, can I change my own tire? Yeah. Do I want to? No. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be out on the side of the road trying to like crank like, nah, nope. Dad, boyfriend, husband, spouse. I don't care. Male yeah. person, get over here and do it. Like yeah. call AAA, whatever. And usually it's a dude who drives up in a truck. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but when it comes to like wanting to learn to do certain things, like change my own oil or, you know, buy the right part for my car or install it myself or, you know, be taught how to like, show me how to weld something. I'm all about that. But then that's when that, that man really gets that opportunity to take on like that masculine role of like, Mm -hmm. I'm teaching you. I don't ever want to be looked at like a damsel in distress because I damn well am not. But if you can teach me something or you can better a skill, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. And those panties on that role, you are super attractive in that moment. Okay. 100%. You're more than likely going to get laid that day. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, when, <laughs> when you, when you're like having issues, like gender rolling at home and you're like, Hey, uh, would you mind, you know, like doing this, this, and this three tasks. Right. And then you get home 
after your day and nothing has gotten done and you're like, and then you say something about it and how you're nagging. That word needs to be exiled. <laughs> I think, I think like, and I remember when we first brought up this, um, or when I brought up this topic for us to do and, and as at you first said, we disagreed. Yeah, we did. And mm -hmm. you also, like you said in the beginning, had like a um, kind of a closed mind to what the idea is. And so um, in my mind, kind of how you're saying like tasks and whatever, right? I think back in the day, it was much easier to obviously have like gender roles, whereas like, you know, the man leaves the house, goes and makes the money. The woman stays home, barefoot and pregnant. Uh, cooks dinner, laundry's done, whatever, you know, but yeah, like, nowadays, you know, yeah, we don't live in a society anymore where a lot of the time that's even possible because it's just so expensive to live nowadays that more times than not, especially if there's kids involved, um, both parents do have to work. And so, or like both people do have to work. Um, so the whole gender role in regards to like, you leave, make money, I stay home, take care of the home. That doesn't really lie a lot of the time anymore so yes is there times where like your husband or partner or whatever should you know help with some laundry or you know help mop the floors because you're still at work or like whatever yeah 100 that's not what we're, that's not what i talk about that's not what i think when i think of gender roles when i think of gender roles in relationships um at its base is like that energy exchange and that that um, a man being the masculine provider, protector, um, steady head, um, you know, kind of is very, is not spastic, erratic, uh, not overly emotional, like a very steady mind, um, very logical thinking, um, can lead, can provide, can you know, that, and then the woman is able to, you know, yeah, she is the more emotional one. She is a little bit more, you know, bouncy with like her mind. Um, she's able to submit in regards to like submit. I think to me, it, it can be such a trigger word and it's not like I'm not getting down on my knees and like taking your boots off when you get home from work. I mean, maybe I, I probably would do that for the right man, but, um, you know, I mean like submit in ways that like, when you tell me that you're, that this is how it's going to go. And like, you tell me that like, this is what you're going to do. Like, I'm just going to submit to you and say, yeah, you got it. Like you go do that because I trust that you as a man are going to get the job done and you're going to get it and you're going to get it done right. And you're not going to lead me or my family astray. You're not going to lead us into danger. You know, like that to me is submitting to your man. It's not like letting them freaking sit on the couch and be like, go get me a beer, bitch. Like, no, that's not, yeah. that's not what we're talking about here. Um, no. but if my man shows up and like, I remember my, one of my relationships that I was in, we talk about him on here all the time, whatever. We all know about him. His name's Alex. <laughs> my longest relationship I've <laughs> ever been in. Um, he was like, I remember so many times like my girlfriends would be having issues with their man or like, you know, they needed something done around the house and like their man didn't know how to do it or whatever. And I'd be like, let's just call Alex. Like, Al like he could fix anything. Like he would always know what to do. Like if I was in a, if I was in a pinch, if I was in like an emotional state, 
whatever. I called Alex and he knew exactly what to say and how to get there, you know? And like that to me is a very, that's a man I I'm willing to submit to, you know, yeah. but if I call my man and I'm like, I'm like, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm having anxiety. Like, I don't know what to do, whatever. Like I got this and this and this to do. And they're just like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think you should just go like, fuck someone up. You know, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like I got the shovel. Like I, it's, I'm like, no, that's not cool. Or like, no, that's not what have... you're, that's not what you're needing in that moment. Right. No. Or like payday comes and then I find you, you know, all of a sudden I see like your Amazon receipt for whatever. And you've spent like $300 on like useless shit instead of like putting it towards like our savings or having a discussion, you know, whatever. Those are not, that's what I'm talking about. Gender roles. For me, <clears throat> like the, when I thought about it, like after we had the conversation and I kind of like took myself out of the stone age on thinking about what gender roles actually meant now in 2023, because I was definitely like, I was back in the 50s with my thought process on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like when I, when I think of like, you know, uh, like that, that role of a man where you should know that like he's uh you're never going to like go without or you're never going to like suffer through a storm alone or yep. you know you're never going to have to worry about like you know is is everything going to be okay on a daily basis and yep. more often than not i'm surprised where i know like even even myself i know that i can count on him for pretty much anything except for house duties <laughs> okay but like if i needed if i needed him to drop everything he was doing and like leave work or you know come back to calgary if he was out of town if it was like a, a big enough like emergency or a situation or if i was legitimately just not okay i know that that man would be there at the drop of a dime uh -huh. and i've thought about this over the past week because sometimes you don't really realize how much they do do for you and how much they do like take on that role without you even really paying attention or noticing because mm -hmm. sometimes it's the small things that you don't see. And then when you sit back and think about it, you're like, I'm kind of an asshole. Wow. All right. <laughs> and so, you know, like sometimes you just need to like, you know, as the female, you know, submitting to your man aside, just take a sit, so like take a sit down and think about, you know, if you called him right now and said, "I need you here right now because I'm not okay," would he be there? Uh huh. Like without a doubt, without a question, I'm on my way. Uh -huh. And there have been a few times where he has asked me over the phone, like, "Do you need me to come home?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And literally within 15 minutes, he's through that threshold of the door. And I'm like, and oh. I'm safe. <laughs> if Matthew listens so to this happy. one, he'd be like, damn straight. <laughs> but it's true. So he totally happy. would be 100%. He's like my teddy bear. He's my safe place. He's my security blanket. But there are days where I want to take that security blanket and throw it out the window. But uh -huh. that's normal in case anyone yeah. is questioning or like concerned. It's normal to want to, you know, just kind of grab him by the throat. You can't see my hands, but 
I'm making a choking like signal. Um, it's it, that's normal, but then helping him be what you need. You also need to ask him to help you be what he needs. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with you saying to them, what do you need from me? Yeah. You know, like as, as a person, as your spouse, as, as a woman, what do you need from me? And if your first answer is like, I need to get laid, then you need to go and do some growing young boy. Seriously. <laughs> Cause it should Seriously. be a whole lot more deeper than just like, well, you know, I kind of wanted to hang out in the birthday suits, which I've heard before, which is the only reason why I'm bringing that up. Just saying. No. And when we, when we ask our partners, you know, what do you need from me? Um, I think that that's a really powerful question because one that, that can change like on the daily or on the weekly, you know, like all the time. We all, maybe today I need more support than I did yesterday. Maybe tomorrow, maybe today I need you to like, just be a sounding ear and give me no sort of feedback, you know? And then maybe today he needs me to just like be kind of in the distance. Maybe he needs a little space today, you know, or maybe yeah. he needs more love today. Like maybe he, and you know, wants some more, affection, whatever. Um, maybe he needs more advice today because I find anyway, that when you're in a role, like when you're in a relationship and in my, okay, I'm saying healthy because this is healthy to, to me. This is healthy in my mind. This is what a healthy relationship looks like to me. When I'm in a healthy relationship where these roles are very clear and, and understood, um, it can be because the man is the leader and whatever, like, our, um, or like my opinion, not opinion, my, um, my guidance, I guess, in a situation, I don't tend to like give until it's asked because for me, like, that's not my role. Like you, you know, what's up, you know, like I trust that you know what is going on. I trust. Yeah. That you're you not going to shove that. your advice at someone. No, that's not my, that's not my role. My role as your woman is to sit here and be soft and let you tell me, let you vent, let you tell me like what your next move is, you know, and like in business, in finance, in life, in like, in your goals, in your dreams, like, let me know. And I'll listen. Um, if you want me to give you like my two cents, then a hundred percent, um, you know, I will. And I think that that's healthy too. Right. Because women, as women, we have great intuition, our gut and our intuition is way stronger than a man. And it had to be, right? Because if we're looking at it way back in the day, when all the men were off hunting for food, we were at home with the kids holding down the fort and our gut and our intuition had to be on point because we were like, we were keeping the kids alive. We were like, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And so as like our core, women are more intuitive and our gut is more things. So like when my man comes to me and like tells me like, hey babe, like I went to this, whatever work meeting freaking Bob, Joe and Sally were there. This is what they said. What do you think? And I think a healthy relationship is like, let my man lets me tell my intuition and tell my gut and also trust what I say too. Right. We have to trust each other. Um, but I don't, I don't really give that, um, unsolicited 
in a, in a healthy relationship. Cause it's just not my role to me. Um, and, but when you're able to be like, what do you need for me today? Because there are days where like people are hard to read, you know, like it's like, they're just having a day, whatever. So if you can approach it and go, instead of being like, what's wrong or like, what's going on? Like what, what, what crawled up your ass today? Or like what approach it and be like, what do you need today? What do you need yeah, from I, me? I feel a little, uh, <laughs> that was like a little, uh, close to home. <laughs> I was like, wow, I kind of sound like that sometimes. Uh, I have, I have days. Oh, like, I was like, I feel attacked. <laughs> and that, that right there is, is a gender role for me, right? As a woman or whatever, you're, you're, you're in your feminine, you're in your soft where you're like, what do you need from me? How do I provide for you? How do I, you know, pour into you? Instead of being like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, why are you acting like an asshole? That's masculine energy. And so then when the man is presented with that and they, and we walk in a room and go, what the, what's your problem? You're, you're as a woman, you're standing in your masculine. That's going to put him into either competition mode, which is toxic masculine masculinity, or it's going to put him into like submissive and like, he's not even going to want to approach the situation. So right there, that like conflict is not even going to get resolved. Whereas well, and if you get answers it. like nothing, I'm fine. It's okay. Don't yeah. worry about it. And those answers are just going to like catapult me even further into that masculine energy. And I'm going to be like, stop being a little bitch. hundred percent. But if you <laughs> approach it, yeah. And if you approach it, go, what do you need today? You're opening the floor to let him step in as the masculine and tell him what he needs. Because as a man, they like to have their needs fulfilled. It's what not they, they, only to step into that floor as like with masculine energy, like them returning that masculine energy, you're kind of like opening that floor and you're giving him the choice of whether he wants to be like submissive in how he talks to you or how, yeah. or like have masculine energy. You're giving him a choice to kind of, you know, come forth, which would with whichever one he chooses. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of men that are very like naturally like, you know, submissive men where yeah. they're very like passive aggressive. They're very like calm and collected. They're quiet. They're very like, you know, introverted kind of people. And so they don't really come at a lot of things with masculine energy. They very much start out with that like submissive situation. So when you're saying, you know, like, what do you need today? And they kind of like think about how they want to approach it. I think that's like the healthiest thing ever is giving, you know, the other person the opportunity to decide what they want to come forth with, what energy they want to use in that moment. You know, it could yeah. be like super submissive and like, you know, I just want to chill today. Just want to hang out. I'm good. I don't really but need a whole the, lot. I'm doing all right. Mm -hmm. And at the core of that, like, that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that however they approach it, like you're saying, like they could approach it um, submissively, masculine, whatever. But yeah. at the core of how you approach that question is feeding their masculinity, no matter how much, however they approach it, because as a core, a man likes to feel like his needs are being fulfilled. That that's what they, yeah. that's what they like. Right. So He's when allowed you approach to be it, you go, what, what do you need yeah. right there? No matter how much, no, he could respond like the littlest little bitch ever, but in his mind, he feels like a man. Because he, <laughs> he is having his needs filled, you know, 
but that'll still help the the like the energy. I wish y'all could have just seen like Cassie with her little fist up and little as bitch ever. <laughs> like that was sorry. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> but you're you're a hundred percent right. And like over this past week, like I I literally have gone and like read things and dove down rabbit holes because when we first started talking about gender roles, I was all like, uh-uh, bag of chips, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very much like, I won't say like closed minded, but I was like very like one sided yeah. on the situation. And I didn't really think about the whole scale of it. I was like, wow, okay. So I've learned something from you. So this is great. <laughs> and it gives you a whole different kind of like outlook on your relationship in general and how mm -hmm. to actually be there for one another. Mm -hmm. And your man has to do the same thing for you. It's not just you doing it for them and allowing mm -hmm. them to have their masculine energy. They need to be able to, you know, assume that role so you too can have your soft energy, your feminine mm -hmm. energy, if you will. And then when you're, you know, in your daily life, if you have to have masculine energy here and then feminine energy over there, that's fine, you find a balance. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to maintain that balance once you know where each energy should go. Mm -hmm. But your spouse has to do the same for you. Mm -hmm. Right? So like men have to be able to look at you and be like, what do you need today? Mm -hmm. And then like as a female, you can be like, I really need a tub of ice cream and I need you to listen to all my problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there are days be. where I ask him advice and he's like, well, you know, I think you're reading too far into it. And I'm like, what does that even mean? That's not what I want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And then again, masculine energy back. I'm like, well, yeah. you suck. Yeah. Cut off. <laughs> and I think a way that men need, like they, a thing that they need to do to be able to, um, like one thing that I was reading while, and like that put me on this train thing of this topic was, really looking into like how different at the core men and women are and how they like assess situations, how they regulate like emotions, how they fall in love, how they stay in love. Um, you know, how they, how they choose approach. partners. Yeah. How all that stuff. Like it, it's like, Oh, because he isn't like mushy gushy. He's not in love with me. Well, no, the men just aren't really like that, you know, like, Oh, well he, what, you know, whatever. So, um, one of the things that I think if we're, I don't want to lose my train of thought. That's why I'm trying not to bounce around too much. Um, but one of the things that if we approach our man and we're like, I need a tile of ice cream and you listen to all my problems, like he needs to not as a healthy man and as a man who is properly standing in his role, he needs to view that as like, she's not being clingy right now. She's not being like freaking emotional and whatever. She's being a woman. Yeah. And as women, we she's are being more soft and submissive. Exactly. She's, she is showing she, her guards down. She's showing you emotion. She's, she's opening up and letting you take that. So yeah, is it, you don't really want to hear about what happened at the nail salon and how this girl said this and this catty shit and I'm on my period and I'm bloated and I feel like shit and I put that, 
they don't want it. <laughs> they don't really give a fuck. But as a man, <laughs> you should, like, as a healthy man, you're going to sit there and you're going to, like, put your arm around her, lack of it or whatever, and let her talk. And that is not, as a man, as a proper man, that is not viewed as anything more than just, like, she's being a woman right now. Because yeah, that she needs is, me to be her man. Yeah. Her shoulder to cry on her, you know, her confidant, her partner, whatever. And now, you know, again, society, social media, whatever it is, um, and all these weak ass men running around, they see that it's not even men, we got weak ass boys, weak ass boys running around. (laughs) Um, but they see that and they're like, oh my God, she's so crazy. Like she's so nuts. And it's like, no dude, that's just a woman being a woman. And like, you see, I see these podcasts or like these like things of these men that truly understand that. And they go, yeah, man, like Cassie called me today and she was like emotional, man. Like she was, you know, she needed me to just like sit there and listen. And like, these men are like, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And he goes, and I did that. And, you know, after like, it makes him also feel like more of a man. And then you, because you sat there, you protected her emotions. Protection is more than just like standing at the door with a fucking shotgun when someone's breaking in. Like, of course I need that protection too, but like, it's also emotional protection. And it's like, when I come and I'm like, the fact that she even ran to you for that is like a huge thing. Like she has girlfriends. She could have called her girlfriend and bitched about all this, but she ran to you. And that is like a privilege as a man. Yeah. If you can have a woman run to you about that over her girlfriends, dude, protect that with all cost. you know, like be there, yeah. let her cry. She's not being That crazy. counts for <laughs> something really, really large. Like when I want to yeah. call you in the day because something good happens, great. But when I want to call you in the day because something really shitty happened and you're my first call, that's a really, really big deal. Yeah. Right. Like I have, I have a couple of friends that I can like reach out to and I can, you know, bitch whine and complain vent. And they're just going to sit there and be like, you're not crazy. It's fine. Uh What men really need to start doing too at the same time is you know, separating the idea of like, oh, this bitch is crazy. This bitch is vulnerable. Yes. Okay. She ain't crazy. She's vulnerable. What Uh crazy is, is when she slashes your tires and stabs you while you're sleeping. That's crazy. (laughs) Okay. But when she comes to you and she's upset and she's emotional and I need to talk to you about this because I just, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it in order for me to actually understand it, to get past it, to move on from it to process it. I need help processing. That's vulnerability, bitch. That ain't crazy. And that's femininity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So allow her to be vulnerable. And the more often that you allow her to be vulnerable, she's going to feel more comfortable being vulnerable around you. Yeah. And vice versa. You will then start to feel more comfortable opening up and being more vulnerable around her. Now, are you going to tell your guy friends that? Probably not. That's okay. Cause we're not going to tell your guy friends that either. But then that's when you have like a really good, like open, like, um, energy swapping process that just feels 
healthy and natural and safe. Yeah. And comfortable. Mm -hmm. And all of those things. And like, you know, don't be afraid to be vulnerable with, you know, your spouse and tell her things. And, you know, like, it's okay if you cry. You don't have to, but it's okay if you do. Because sometimes we just know you need to. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, men, like in this whole like masculine energy and masculine role, they've been told that they're not allowed to be vulnerable. That, mm -hmm. you know, men don't cry and men don't have emotions and men don't. There was this study that I watched the other day and they asked a whole bunch of men just like randomly on the street, you know, like when you, when you're going through things, who do you have to talk to? And 98.4 of them said no one. Ugh. They deal with it on their own. They talk to nobody. They don't reach out to anyone. They don't have that person like, yeah, you can reach out to a guy friend and be like, I'm frustrated. But like, they don't actually, they're not vulnerable with that guy friend. No, they just complain about they're it and they're like, man, you're totally right. And then they move on from the situation. They're probably going to go grab a beer and yeah. like watch a hockey game. Not actually yeah. deal with the shit. But like your, what your, your woman is craving that ability to be nurturing. Allow her to be, be vulnerable mm -hmm. with her. And just understand that vulnerability and crazy are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's my 100%. lesson for today. No, and I, I'm glad that you put the word to it because I couldn't find the word vulnerability, right? And like that, yeah, that's a very feminine um, emotion and a, or feminine like thing. And yeah, men are um, allowed to be vulnerable as well. But and I think when when the roles are like, like if, if she's coming to you being vulnerable and you as a man are like being that, um, that like shield, that confidant, that whatever. Um, and that continues to happen. Like you said, like the more she does it, the more, you know, his, his cup's going to be filled, her cup's going to be filled. And then, yeah, when he when he sees that she is like more vulnerable with him, he'll probably be more vulnerable with her. But in a way, too, um, men, and this is something, too, that as women, we need to understand, men um, are probably not going to come to you and ask for a tub of ice cream and cry on your shoulder. Like, that is not necessarily being vulnerable no. for a man, right? Like, vulnerable for a man is even, you know, saying, like, I need some space or I need, uh, I need be out in the garage by myself. Um, I, you know, I'm a little, I'm pissed off at this. Like, what do you think? You know, he's not, I don't, I think vulnerability as a man looks different in the sense of like, he's not going to come there and cry like a little bitch probably, but he's going to ask for your like advice. He's going to request your, um, your two cents, your, your, your intuition. He's going to, because that, mm -hmm that is vulnerability to him because in a way it's, it's admitting without admitting, like I need some help right now. But like yeah. it, in man talk, it's like, what do you think, babe? You know? And but also at the same time, like male vulnerability is like reassurance where I, mm -hmm. you know, like I need to be reassured that yeah. I'm doing this well, I'm doing this right. Or mm -hmm. even reassured that like your insecurities are, you know, an affliction of your mind that you can work through and you can process and are not 
walking red flags. <laughs> okay. Um, that it is okay to have insecurities as long as you're open about them and honest about them, then at least that vulnerability from him is like, Hey, this is, I'm telling you that this is like, this is something that I am actively working through. That's mm-hmm. their vulnerability. Yeah. Right. For them to be able to open up and tell you what those things are. And then also ask for your reassurance in advice back is their vulnerability. Ours is like, we need you. Theirs is like, I need you to understand me. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I'm a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make light of it. You know, I'm, I'm a little yeah. uh, very serious right now. And I'm like, hey, I'm also a comedian. So I need to somehow giggle. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> And I mean, I think I've even fallen, I fell into the trap for so long. Um, And it's a newer thing for me to even admit this, you know, but like that whole, like, I don't need a man thing. Um, I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man. Like, bitch, you're lying. You, you may not need a man to like pay your bills and to, you know, put food on the table, whatever. Cause like we're all adults here and we can pay our own bills and do that. But at the end of the day, like, you yeah, do that's need just a- being an adult. That's not being an independent woman. No, you do need a man. You do need a man to, you know, do those other things to like provide emotionally, provide mentally. Like what we're, he's not just providing the bill, like, you know, the money he, you know, and to let you be feminine and to bring out that side of you and to support you and all those things. Like, And I know for like, yeah, so long, I was like, so proud that I was this like, independent woman who like, I can change my own tire, I can change my own oil, I can put food on my own table, and I can pay my own bills. But at the end of the day, I do not want to change my own oil. I do not want to change my own tire. And honestly, going forth in my relationships now, (laughs) one of my like non negotiables is like, if I have a boyfriend, I shouldn't have to go to a fucking great Canadian oil change, okay? You should be changing my oil in the freaking driveway. <laughs> and like, if Yeah, you and you don't want to put food on the table for just you. You want to put dinner on the table for both of you. Yeah, and Hello? like, you better, like, yeah, change my freaking tires for me when it comes to winter time. And like, these are things that like, as a man, I want you to provide for my life. Yeah. Because to me, that's super attractive. Like, handyman. Uh, you know, like the one, like my dad was a piece of shit. We all know this still is. But one of the things that I will always remember about my dad that I like look for in a man, because I mean, I also saw this thing that it was like that whole thing where it's like, um, you little girls like grow up and look for their fathers in, um, men. Right. And those obviously are referencing back to the old days where like the dad was around the whole time and good and whatever. Um, but so that doesn't really happen anymore. But, um, one of the things that my dad did do that I definitely look for in a relationship is like, my dad could fix anything, anything like from a freaking faucet to the wiring in the house, to anything on a vehicle, to like build anything, you know, something broke or something was going wrong. And like, 
my dad fixed it. Like, I think it is so unattractive when like, let's say like a pipe is like, I don't know. We're just doing very like a blanket statement. The sink is leaking and that bitch can't fix it. And he has to call the plumber. Yeah. Instead of fixing it himself. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) okay, grab the tool bait, baby. I'll put the tool belt on and fix it. Like that. But wait, in that same sentiment for a masculine man, it is okay (laughs) to ask for directions when you motherfuckers are lost. (laughs) Directions are different. Just saying. Because that's the one thing y'all will not do. You will drive in circles for six days and be like, I swear I'll find it. (laughs) But you'll have no problem calling the plumber because heaven forbid if you got to fix the sink. Yeah. (laughs) Which kind of makes me laugh (laughs) because both of my dads growing up are like, and no, my dads are not gay. If anyone asks, I've been asked many times before. Uh, They just, they cohabitate and coincide and work together really, really well. We have a really good relationship in my family when it comes to my biological dad and my stepdad. Anyway, they're both like, uh, my stepdad reminds me of Tim Allen from Home Improvement. Oh my gosh. Do you see it? You see it, right? Yeah. The dad. (laughs) He was always like, you know, inventing something or blowing something up or something was broken and he was fixing it. And that was always his job, construction, renovations, the whole nine yards. Now, my biological dad, very much the same, but he was like, uh, Al, his sidekick. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so growing up, I, I think I never actually thought I would look for like those qualities from my dad's in a man. Uh And then Grizzly Adams, Matthew himself. Yeah. Like, and for 13 years and for most of the, most times when we go out places, there people will ask me, you know, which one of these is your spouse? And I'm like, oh, the one wearing all the plaid Uh and they laugh and they're like, oh, the real redneck. So now there's this running joke between our entire friend group that Matthew is the real redneck. And it's funny because he's the same way. He can build anything out of anything. He can fix anything. He can move anything. And like the Rolodex of ridiculous information that he has, you can ask him a question. He'll tell you where the plate came from and how it became a plate. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, why? So like those things I appreciate. And it's, it's funny when you, when you speak of like, you know, girls who like look for their dad and I'm like, Hmm. Uh-huh. So I did because Matthew is what's the neighbor's name who looks over the fence? Oh, frick. Um, um, oh, my gosh. For all of you who know that show, you know who I'm talking about. But, yeah, Matthew is the one who looks over the fence. No, and Matthew totally is that person. Like, I remember, what, a few months ago when you, like, we were talking about you coming down here. And I was yeah. like, is Matthew? And I remember I texted you and I was like, is Matthew going to come with you when you come? And you're like, mm, maybe, probably. And I was like, why? And I'm like, because uh, <laughs> my breaks need to be done. <laughs> like, I have was... a few things that need to get fixed. I'm just making a list. <laughs> yeah, like, like boy jobs need to be done, you know? Yeah. And so, like, Matthew, like... please bring your masculine energy this way. Bring <laughs> yeah. it here. Let me borrow it. He totally is that guy. And but you know what's amazing? It... He's, he would literally get there and he'd be like, 
okay, where are the brakes? Yeah. Like, 100%. He would never be like, no. I don't think he, he might, like, no. complain about it at first or, like, banter at you about it. But that's just, that's pretty much it. But he'd still literally, like, go and lay on the concrete out in the driveway and fix the brakes. <laughs> like, that's who he is. I can't find the, I'm trying to Google it. And it, none of these people are looking familiar to me to know who we were talking about. Is it, like, about. Wilson? Walter? Well, oh, Earl, yeah, Wilson Wilson Jr. Yeah, it's Wilson. Matthew is Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and my dads are, are, are Tim Allen and Al. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. I no, need to I... turn this into like a Father's Day gift somehow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think yeah, I told you, like, ridiculous. The the gender roles in relationships like have gotten very muddled over the years because of just society and you know how life is nowadays because it isn't as clear as it used to be back in the day when yeah like women stayed home man went and worked you know burg burly man soft woman like that just doesn't I bring happen home the bacon. and then two um if we want to dabble into that i think two mm -hmm, women's rights had some stuff to do with it um because don't get me wrong, I love having all the rights that I have and I can do whatever I want to do. Um, but at the end of the day, obviously giving women more rights allowed us to like go out and provide and, and do all, and have the big fancy jobs and not have to stay at home and just make babies and you know, all this stuff. So that kind of muddled it too, because we were becoming more like equal in society as men. And that also, I think, skewed a lot of women's belief that, um, you're sure like women are equal in society in the sense that like, we can go and get any job that any man can have. And like, we can make as much money as men nowadays, you know, and all that. But at the end of the day, we're not equal to men in regards to like, what roles. our role needs to be. Yeah. Like we, you know, I, I don't care. I could freaking be the buffest person ever. I bet you a man can still outlift me. You know, a man can still, um, his mind is still different than mine. His, um, you know, personality is still different than mine in what he provides in a relationship. And so I think through that, um, obviously the roles have gotten muddled. And I, I actually was having this conversation not that long ago with someone. And I said, if you look at, um, this feeds into, I mean, this is opening a whole different can of worms. I don't know, but, uh, this feeds into, I honestly believe, um, what's wrong with freaking kids nowadays too, because if you look at countries that are still, very old fashioned. Let's look at Egypt. Let's look at Jordan. Let's look at, um, you know, Dubai, like maybe not Dubai, Dubai is a little bit more, you know, but like, let's look like at places where the roles are like, women are still women and men are still men. Um, you also don't see as much crime. You don't see the like LGBTQ stuff just flying around everywhere. You don't see trans kids. You don't see um, you know, as much, I'm sure, but like, you don't see kids all, you know, 14 year olds hooked on meth. You don't see any kids in juvie. 
um, these things. And because there is still the mother playing the mother in the home and being that mother, and there is still like a father, even in separated homes, okay? We're just saying like men and women. Um, there's, you know, there's still the man being the man. And so that also trickles down into our children. And so, um, you know, I think that that, you know, and that's where we see marriages actually lasting. And we see, you know, stuff like that because those roles are more clear. And our children, those children um, are not like exposed to the same things that are they're exposed to now where we have like weak ass men and they're allowed to just do whatever, be whatever, say whatever. Um, there's no like man instilling that respect and those boundaries and those rules in the house because the rules are so freaking muddled and whatever. And like men aren't even like acting like men anymore. Like what happened to the day? Like I remember as a kid, my parents have been split since I was five. Okay. But like if I was being a shit, and then like my, like, and like my mom was telling me like, no, or whatever, I would still be being a shit. But the second that my dad walked in that room and he, he, he could give me a look and I would be like, Whoop. okay, time to behave, you know, like, See, what this is say? where I think I've, I've always had the whole like gender role energy thing, like confused because if <laughs> my stepdad ever gave me shit for anything. I'd be like, mommy, you're being mean to me. And she would fucking lay down that hammer. Like, no, uh-uh, don't even go there. And also because I'm the baby, I got away with everything mm. and anything that I wanted. Okay. <laughs> but like, even in my own home with my own son, you know, like I've taught Mason, like you hold the door open. Um, huh. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, manners, you know, you hold yourself to a certain expectation uh, when it comes to like, you know, your presentation, the way that you look, the way that you talk around people, you know, if you're going to be around like a group of adults and you're sitting there and you're swearing as a young kid, you look like a shithead. You look like the bad kid, yeah. right? It's just mm -hmm. not appropriate. It's not the time or the place. It's not all right with your own friends. That's fine. I know it's going to happen. I'm not going to sit here and be like, my son's an angel and he'll never say the F word. Like, no, he already does. He's 11. I've heard it. <laughs> but I've also explained to him that it's okay to be vulnerable and emotional and express those things. Mm -hmm. But there's also a way to do so that is healthy, right? You don't need to rage out and like throw things or stomp off or run away or close the door or slam doors. Like that's not how you need to express what you're feeling. By expressing what you're feeling, I mean, like, talk to me, tell me who pissed you off. If you need to swear, swear, by all means, drop the F-bomb. It is okay. I have no problem with that because it's not directed at me. You're getting those emotions out. You're getting those feelings out. You're releasing it. You're processing it. You're expressing it. I don't really care how you do it, but we don't do the whole like stomping, slamming, walking off. None of that business. That doesn't need to happen. And I think if more moms do that with their sons and teach them how to be a vulnerable masculine individual, then we don't have these men that are 
you know, like that bottle everything in and keep everything where they shouldn't have to. Uh And then we also don't have fucking snowflakes. It's great. Because Uh if you act like a snowflake, I'm going to call you out for being a snowflake. (laughs) And Mason knows that word very well. Like I will look at him. I'm like, kind of being a snowflake. He's like, stop. And I'm like, well, think about what you're doing. If you think about it first, your actions are different. If you don't think about it first, you act like a snowflake. That doesn't fly in my house. Okay. So like, it's just, it, it honestly is the way that it is. And I find that like in those other countries, there are very specific values that are still instilled from generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Now, does all of that stick? No, in 2023, not as much as it did, say, in 1999 or 1985. Right. When it comes to like, you know, like the the LGBTQ community, I think it can be a great place for everyone and anyone, even if you're not actually a part of the community, even if you're just an ally. But what Uh I do think is that, again, there's always a time and a place for everything. Yeah. Right. And I've, I've so many of like so many people I know, like they they've they've voiced their opinions and I've voiced mine. I, I don't really care what you are. You could be purple. I, you're still a great person to me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. But if you then are turning around and you're like forcing that at me, then that's not OK. But for the most part now that things are very different you know, 2023, whereas, you know, 1985, you weren't allowed to express that you felt these ways. And I think that created a lot more fear and a lot more trauma generationally than it needed to. And I think if they had, you know, now that they're, that people are addressing it and it's a bit more of like a somewhat of a safer conversation to have, and people aren't so afraid of it and it's not as taboo as it used to be say like 1995 to 1985 i think it's a lot easier for people and it's also the internet and social media that makes it larger than life and right in your face we've always had lgbtq communities we just didn't have the internet to display it we didn't have pride months we didn't have all those things but in other countries, they didn't have it either. Now that everything is like 10 times more magnified, then I think it's confused a lot of people and also enlightened and enriched a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I have, I, I, I have nothing wrong with anything like the, the, the people or anything, right? I've had I've had gay friends growing up. I love nothing at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that the way that it is like pushed and the way that it is in our schools and the way that it is, um, you know, like it's what, like there, I don't think there was never like in my school growing up, Maybe whatever wasn't talked about. I don't know, whatever. But like there wasn't one trans kid. We were all like, like I was a huge tomboy. People used to call me a lesbian. Like, you know, and but 
Yeah. Was my parents going to put me on freaking hormone blockers and like, let me grow a penis. And you know, I, 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 my name is now Mike, like, no. And that goes down to the fact that there were still like old fashioned, in my opinion, there's still like old fashioned values and views in our homes. Yeah. And which you don't like, disagree with. You're, like, you're going through a phase girl. Like, you know, and yeah. like, thank God my parents did it. Cause I, I love being a girl, you know? And but that's so, where that's where that should be like not nurtured in a sense, but it should be educated to your kids. So if Mason came to me tomorrow and said, you know, I I I honestly truly believe that I am my name is Melissa. I identify as a female. Okay. Now that's all right if that's how you truly feel inside and you want to express that on the outside. What I think should happen in a sense is you need to also let your body mature mm -hmm. and grow into that body to see how you feel about that body. And when you get to that point and, you know, your body is matured and you have gone through that, you know, pubescent stage, if you still truly feel that you're incorrect, all right, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mason, like there, there have been kids in his school that have, are, are trans and they identify as, you know, female to male or male to female. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Like you can be a tomboy. I was a tomboy. I still am a tomboy, but that doesn't mean I identify as a male. I still identify as a female. And I think by, you know, a little bit further education on you know, what that actually means and what trans actually means to an 11 year old base versus what it means to someone who's, you know, 16, 17, 18, and really, really feeling like they're in the wrong body uh -huh. is a very big, big difference. And uh -huh. I think if you educate your 11 year old and explain that these feelings very well could be real 100% and I support you, but we're going to wait a little while to see how you feel about your body when you're mature in your body. But do you agree with me in the sense, or do you disagree with me in the sense that. Do I think dry queens need to be reading to kindergarten students? No. That, no, but that this um, could be lessened or avoided um, if women and men are allowed to be and can step into and when we're tying it back to today's topic about a relationship whether you're a, a a single mom dad situation or you're a together mom dad okay that's not it doesn't matter but dad is dad and mom is mom because 100%. in my mind how i think about it is like okay yes there are and there always have been since the freaking donna time there, you know, and there's no, we're never going to not have people who think that they're in the feel that they're in the wrong body and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I'm not saying that at all, but what I'm no. saying is that when our kids have no real, um, what's the, what is it called when you're like a fuck, like a role model for both genders. Yeah. Of course they're going to be fucking confused about what gender they are. They don't yes, even know. Like, there's no, there's no like 
there's no real role model. There's no real vision of fucking gender in today's world anymore. Everybody can be yeah. anything. You could be a fucking duo tang if you wanted to, and we'll put that on your <laughs> license. Like this, you know, and so no wonder, like there's, I think that there's so many kids out there that are not even being like, quote unquote, given a fair chance in regards to like growing up as a little boy or growing up as a little girl, because when it comes down to it in the home, there is not the proper like gender role models. Yeah. So and energy a hundred percent. Yeah, Why it's so yeah. important for moms and dads, males and females, whatever to be in those because yeah, we're not even giving our kids a fair chance. Even if you had like, you know, a, a, a gay couple who had a child via surrogacy. Okay. Yeah. They, there's still gender roles and gender energy within that relationship. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Both men can be masculine. Both men can be feminine. But usually, and you can tell, and maybe it's just because I just see it in movies, but there's one that's a little bit more feminine and one that's there's a little bit more masculine. <laughs> right? So, you know, there, there are those roles even in same-sex marriages. And when you have a child in that same-sex marriage, uh, via surrogacy, whatever the case may be, that child is going to grow up knowing the difference between femininity and masculinity, even from two men, yeah, even from two females. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting how there's not a lot of confusion coming out of like that family dynamic, but when it comes to, you know, a female and a male relationship, if your dad's a snowflake, your dad's a snowflake. Okay. And if your mom is a dominant, you know, independent butch bitch, you're learning that masculinity <laughs> from your mother. And you're learning that femininity from your uh -huh. father. That is hella confusing. Uh -huh. I just find it interesting how it can be confusing from a male to female relationship. But in like, say, you know, that like, same sex marriage, they have that separation of energy. They have that feminine and masculine energy. It's uh -huh. already built into their entire dynamic. We uh -huh. can't figure it out. They have. Uh -huh. And I think that in a way, like to not really get into it is that they're living their true selves. Yes. And as what, what is it? What are we called? What's the proper term? I don't know. I'm just going to call us straight. Okay. Cause I don't know the proper term for us anymore. Us straight people, um, are so lost in who we are nowadays. So, you know, we're not allowed to be feminine. We're not allowed to be masculine. We're not, a, you know, allowed to do this and that. And everybody's muddled in this, like how we've talked about in this entire episode. Um, and so, yeah, that's probably why, but then like same sex couples, they're living their true self. They've waved their yeah. flag. They're out in the world. They know who they are. They are finally free to like do whatever the fuck they want to do and live yeah. as their true self. And so it's very easy for them to just assume who they truly are. And that's why there's like, quote unquote, bottoms and tops, you know, like yes. every like gay couple I've ever met, both uh, lesbian and gay. I'm like, yep, <laughs> you're the bottom. Yep. You're the you top. You can tell you know? 100%. Yeah, but now then, if you like, look at like say Matthew and I, you would look at Matthew and be like, "Sorry, dude, you the bottom." Yeah, 
right? She's the top, you're the bottom, or she wears the pants or whatever that, that quote is or that phrase. But it's because for so many years, our mothers have taught us our boomers. Okay. Sorry, mom, you're a boomer. Get over it. But they have taught us that, you know, like you need to stand on your own two feet and you need to do this and you need to be independent and you need not depend on a man or whatever. And then same thing with like female rights and activism. We've, we've been taught from that, that we are equal. We, we, we're always going to be equal. I don't want to be equal to a man. No. no. Do I want to be able to provide for my own home? Sure. But I really don't care if you make more money than I do. Guess what? I'll just go and hustle and make more money on top of that, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. Am I better at turning five dollars into or a dollar into five? Yeah. Matthew's better at spending it. <laughs> Again, he's the bottom. Okay. <laughs> but he also like he also competes for the top. And I also compete for the bottom, but we don't ever allow each other to do that. Mm-hmm. Which is why it creates confusion in the household. And then we have confused kids. Yeah. I think we should mind blown. I think we should pull it together <laughs> before we uh before we go off on a tent. Maybe next next episode we can dabble into more around like kind of segue off this and talk about kids, who knows, but I don't want to get into it too much now. But um yeah, I think that so, we've covered so much. This was like a really this- powerful episode, guys. Like I really hope y'all enjoy this one. Mhm. And I feel better just like getting it off my chest to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, it felt good to like research a few things and like look into things and like just read things and watch things and I was like, okay, this is a rabbit. I haven't slept in days. <laughs> Let's not forget that. I was off on the weekend, Canada Day, and here I am researching, you know, gender roles in a relationship and all the different categories that fall along with it. Mm-hmm. And figuring out that there's so much more involved. I was like, Oh my gosh, what did I do? Yeah. (laughs) Like I was on and off all day. (laughs) How much more like um, open-minded are you to your, like to your own relationship, you know? And yeah, like even me going forward in the dating world, I'm like, after I've really dove into it and learned all these other things too. Right. I'm like, I know exactly like the type of man I'm looking for. And like, I won't, I won't even like bat an eyelash at someone who doesn't. And it's like, whatever, that's fine. There's a million people on the planet. There's going to be one out there that like ticks my boxes, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's very important. Like even as anybody to really dive into that, you know, it's like, we all, you know, jump on what's your love language. And we want to know what your love language is, but like, how about you dive into like, what they, <laughs> how about we dive into like, what a man's, what a man's role is, what a woman's role is. And like how to show up like that in a relationship Like you can still be a boss bitch. And like, there's tons of like, you know, business women out there that run multi-million dollar companies. But when she comes home and her man is there, like you take your armor off and you know, you can be a boss bitch and still make tons of money and, you know, have all your goals. And then when you get home, you become this soft, loving, nurturing woman who's 
with your man, you know? And like, that to me is very healthy. It's not to say that, you know, if you, if you believe in this type of thing, you're not allowed to go and like be anything in life as a woman. Fuck. No. If I ever dated a man and he was like, you can't pursue your dreams. You can't start that business. You can't, you have to be home. (laughs) Bye. Red flag. Yeah. Like no. Red flag flying in the wind. There's other ways to come, to go about it, right? And I think it's very, very important that both men and women um, learn these sides of things, learn this aspect of relationships. Um, and I think it would help too, like just if you have a male boss or you have a female coworker, like you know, these things um, are very important. Yeah, it doesn't learn, need so. to be like a like a, um, uh, a love relationship. Yeah, a romantic yeah. relationship. It can also be a professional relationship. It can also be within friendships. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Very important stuff. Like, we all know, Cass, you're the bottom. <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> I want to be the bottom. <laughs> right? Like, I've, that's just, I find that hilarious. I've been that's the, great. I've been the top for too long. I want to be the bottom. this is one of, like, the, the, the things that we put online to, like, let you guys know the episodes coming out you're gonna be so confused if that's all you see is don't worry Cass, you're the bottom (laughs) i want to be the bottom um oh my gosh okay well are we tying tonight in i think so i mean an hour and a half you guys are gonna have some some good some good things to like think about and process while you're listening to this i hope we blew your mind in some things i hope you are sitting here sitting here um with a different view on your relationships and maybe you disagreed maybe you agreed but i hope you enjoyed today's episode i certainly enjoyed talking about it i love hearing this other side of you riot coming around uh, you got like emotional for a second you were like oh that's so cute it was it's cute it was like bitch get a tissue <laughs> I don't know. It was actually, it, it was, it was important for me to actually like let that out because like, you know, the boss bitch in me would have been like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. no. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, my toxic masculinity. <laughs> we do have it within <laughs> ourselves. Um, we do. <clears throat> okay. Are you going to do the, the fires out? Yeah. The fire's out. The stumps are burnt. Bitches, we're going to bed. Good night. We're going to bed. Have a great (laughs) evening, everybody.